lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. Over there is Aaron McIntyre. Let us know who you are by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Parlor. Uh, follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. If you like clips of the show that you can watch later on for free that are also free of censorship, you can get them over at rumble.com slash Show. Again, that's rumble.com slash Show. We've got a jam-packed Wednesday in store for you. Buy, seller hold begins here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, also, the weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will be joining us here next hour. We'll get Aaron's rundown here in a matter of moments, but I have to begin with a big announcement. Okay. So we have been telling the audience about our new partners here on the program, Tyga Coolers, for a while now, right? Uh, Try that. Try that again. Your mic on. There we go. Okay. So um, this is a brand new uh, cooler company. They do phenomenal work. Uh, You can get get a basic, you know, high end run of the mill cooler if you want. But if you want something that is uh, detailed and distinct for you, they can do that too. Right. And they did that for the three of us. Uh, And I mean, these things are really, really nice. You can go to tigacoolers.com right now. T-A-I-G-A, tigacoolers.com right now. Enter the promo code Steve at checkout. Get a 10% off discount. Everything's American made. Uh, I mean, they share your values. Just a really cool product. And, And they're going to prove that to you here in a moment. So... For, for certain reasons, we could not um, promote the original customized coolers that they had made for us for certain licensing reasons, right? We couldn't promote those, right? Right. Okay. But they really wanted to show off their handiwork to the audience. And based on the coolers they made for the three of us, if I, I were wanted, them, I'd be I showing to, that. Yeah, show. I wanted to show off their handiwork too. Yeah. So when you guys did the big first house move in a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. you had the Tyga cool, your Tyga cooler out there, yeah. right? Okay. So they really wanted to come up with something that we could show off to the audience. And they have. They have made me a second customized cooler. But it's really just the lid that you really want to see. Are you guys ready for this? I have it right here. Okay. Um, This is the customized lid that they made for me. Can you get that on camera there, Aaron? There it is. Lindsey Graham getting to the bottom of it. The scale. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. Which I won't even attempt to describe in words. I'll just let it speak for itself. Okay? (laughs) Now, they didn't tell me whether or not you can get this, but I'd be asking if it was me. Right? If you're a patriot like in the state of South Carolina and you are ashamed, just as ashamed of the Republican electorate in that state for claiming to be some deep red state, but sicking the country uh, or or, uh, sickening the country with this effeminate uh, sellout for the last three decades and you want to make a protest, you should call and request this cooler lid. Now you guys are a little jealous, aren't you? 
this is called leaning into a brand. That's um, I mean that that is some good stuff right there. All right. So did it live up to expectations? I've had this thing hidden for about a week until the next Tiger Coolers spot came up. You guys had no idea what was coming. Did it live I, up I, to the hype? I, I did. I, it was on an email from the sales staff. I could not not see it. I'm sorry. Oh, I I, I, it would have been better if you told me you peaked because you couldn't resist. But okay, we'll go with that excuse. But you, you had no idea this was coming, Todd. It, no, it's fitting that it's on a Wednesday because I have a feeling maybe our advertisers are going to start doing what our our uh, Wednesday buy sell holders have done to Aaron. They keep upping the ante of greatness. I mean, that's something. Tiger Coolers, T A I G A, tigacoolers.com. Use the promo code Steve to get 10% off. And with that, we now go to Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by 10% for the big guy. The UK Daily Mail has an exclusive story about financial records indicating Joe Biden had at one point. $5.2 million in unexplained income. Now, 10% for the big guy from one of Hunter Biden's emails always made sense, but now there's more, at least, prima facie evidence to support it. The Daily Mail report also says the elder Biden agreed to pay his son's legal fees for his deal with a Chinese-controlled company, contradicting the Biden's insistence Joe had nothing to do with Hunter's overseas business dealings. Speaking of Biden... He's told lawmakers he's considering different options to forgive most or all student loan debt. If he does so, that would affect around 43 million borrowers and around $1.3 trillion of student debt. Kamala Harris has tested positive for COVID. In another 15 days to slow the spread update, this apparently happened at a Costco quite recently. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you listening, this is an individual in a mask berating and threatening with pepper spray a couple of Costco employees for not wearing masks or getting too close. Sir, I need you to put that away. We're in a public place right now. I'm going to stay away. Thank you. You can't be threatening people here with pepper spray, okay? You cannot threaten people in here with pepper spray. You're not a cop, you're not a lawyer. When one of the employees threatened to call the police, the man just shuffled off. For the first time in almost two years, the CDC has released a seroprevalence survey for COVID. This is a study of infection-induced antibodies, basically how many people in a given population have had COVID. This data is through February of this year. Almost every state is at 50% or above, with several states well above 60%. Iowa, according to the CDC, has the largest population of those who have had and beaten COVID. Vermont has the lowest number at just below 30%. Debbie Burks has crawled out of her spider hole to say some stuff. That is totally crazy. I am super chill all the time. Whoops, wrong clip. There's a part in the book where you talk about your concern that men at the White House might see you as hysterical or overreacting just because you were often the only woman in the room. People say to me, you're being too direct you're being too pushy. They'll often use the B word. But remember, I've worked on pandemics where people's lives are at stake. And so I feel like if you have to say things over and over again and, and more forcefully each time and really say we've got to do this differently because this is what still is happening, 
that is not being the B word. In other news, YouTuber Tim Poole purchased a billboard in Times Square in New York City to send a message to the Washington Post. For those of you listening, the digital billboard spells out the words, Hey WAPO, democracy dies in darkness. That's why we're shining a light on you. Taylor Lorenz doxed libs of TikTok. By the way, libs of TikTok just surpassed 1 million followers on Twitter yesterday. Also in New York, the pro-life play Ogosnell has been shut down by Theater Row in New York City for so-called inappropriate content. Harvard has canceled a planned speech by feminist, poet, and philosopher Devin Buckley because she believes men should not be housed in the same prisons as women. Employees at Amazon took part in a therapy session for trauma caused by the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh and his number one best-selling children's book, Johnny the Walrus. Johnny the Walrus is a book about self-acceptance and has overt themes affirming the correct views on God-given sexuality. That apparently was too much for Amazon employees. His publishing company and other people like him are taking advantage of Amazon and how the Amazon algorithms work to promote their particular brand of hate and harm on the community. Final thing we're going to show is a 30 second clip. Um, brace yourself of Matt, Wal- yourself. of Matt Walsh. And I want, I would say, I want you to brace yourselves of Matt Walsh reading his book. Amazon has since moved the children's book into the politics section. And finally, an update from inside Twitter jail with the Babylon Bee. We got thrown in here for a pretty terrible crime. We gave Rachel Levine our Man of the Year award. We were just trying to honor such a great man. Pretty heinous, right? But we're making do. You know, we've even been able to continue publishing articles with this laptop that someone left here in Twitter jail. As you can see, my time in the big house has really hardened me. I've got tattoos now. I got this teardrop for owning a lib. I got a skull on my neck. And they even made me get the Always Maxi Pads logo on my arm. I went ahead and made this shiv out of a Carmen CD. But don't worry, I've got a plan to get out. I'm digging a tunnel behind this poster. As soon as I finish it, I'll be as free as the Taliban, Vladimir Putin, Kathy Griffin, the Chinese government, and all the other wonderful people who are still out on Twitter. And that's what happened while we were away. There are numerous great references in that clip, and Trump in the background silently is perfect. But no reference is better than making a shiv out of a Carmen CD. And there's literally 2% of this audience that understands that reference. And they are all belly laughing right now. That is Dennis, that's a Dennis Miller level poll right there by the Babylon Bee. A shiv out of a Carmen CD. You have no idea who that is, do you? Carmen? Yeah. I don't think I do. No, no. And, and do you know why you don't know who that is? No, I don't. What's your pat answer when these Catholic. guys? Because Because I'm... Catholic. Okay. But it's not even just that. Like it, it's a, it's a particular subset. It's not even just the 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 nuance of evangelical subculture. We're talking a a subset of a subset of a subset man. We're talking music videos on TBN kind of stuff, okay? That's what we're talking about with the shirt open like a Neil Diamond kind of figure. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron? You got this. Is a oh, homeschool yeah. kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking the, the 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 contemporary Christian Neil Diamond man Carmen yeah so this is kind of, that was kind of a Babylon B throwback when they yes. I mean, they used to really Abs- absolutely yeah. I mean that was a that was a classy poll 
right there uh, by the Babylon Bee. Uh, Aaron's montage is brought to you, by the way, by our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, uh, one of Todd's favorite partners that we have here on the show. Some of the best wines in the world, literally, that are grown at about 9,000 feet deep in the Andes Mountains on you know uh, vineyards that look like, well, what vineyards used to look like before they became corporate farms and loaded up your wines that you buy at the stores with additives. This is really good stuff. The real stuff. Uh, Some of the best foreign imported wine you'll get in the world, but um, you can get it at half off the retail price and half off the shipping too. Double the savings and take Todd's word for it. I mean, Aaron and I have tried them and liked them too, but Todd will give you a very enthusiastic endorsement. It is worth your wine tasting investment. When you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, that's all you'll need to do to take advantage of this special offer at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Let's get to the montage because, wow, what a montage it was. You know what? I'm going to try to get through. I'm going to do like a bullet point, I think, on every single one of these other than the Babylon Bee because I already covered that one. Okay, so let's take these in order. 10% 10% for the big guy was $5.2 million, correct? That's what it's sounding like. Yeah, which means, therefore, um, Hunter was raking in $50 million. Just in that one Tony Bobolinsky uh, initiative, because um, that's where this came out of, right? Those emails with Bobolinsky, the 10% from the big guy, if mm-hmm. I remember right. Okay. So that was just one of these fronts, just one of them. If, if 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 dementia Joe's cut, that's it's convenient having dementia. You can legitimately make a case. I don't have any idea what he's talking about because you don't know what the bleep your name is on a given day, right? But if you do the math, if his cut was five point two mil, that means and just in this one revenue stream, just this one, Hunter Biden was reaping in fifty million dollars. That'll buy a lot of crack, yo. Next, um, Kamala Harris, who has now been given special access to a drug called Paxlovid that is not available uh, to the wide general public right now, unless you are a serious COVID case. But don't worry, the drug doesn't work anyway. Okay, the, the drug doesn't work. Kamala Harris being given special access to a drug that does not work to treat her asymptomatic COVID, which she acquired after being routinely jabbed and double masked if that does not sum up gentlemen the entirety of this 25 month scandemic you know what i'm a i'm a writer i'm a broadcaster storyteller for a living i can't craft a better summation or narrative Mm. summing up this entire last 25 months than that can i can i also add that this is the same day that the uh, seroprevalence survey this had this went down on the same day that the seroprevalence survey came out was something i didn't put in the montage was the percentage of kids it wasn't over like 75 percent of children five percent of children yeah so the last time we have received seroprevalence data from the cdc that i'm aware of and since the list of people that have done more research on this than me is really small Chances are it was the last time we got public data on this. I mean, after all, why would we need to know who's been infected during a pandemic? Why would we need to know? Why would we? In fact, 
I can't think of, let me see, have you, have you rolled out a product recently to push back on said pandemic in order to help get to herd immunity? So wouldn't you need to know who already has herd immunity? Wouldn't you already need to know this, right? This was the, was I not yelling and screaming this at this time last year? Where are the antibody studies? Why are we, ja- this is before we even looked at long-term side effects. We were questioning the methodology. I was just simply asking if, if this is our path back to normalcy, don't we already need to know who has had the thing and recovered? I, because I was silly me at this time last year. I still thought some semblance of actual sciencing was occurring here, which, you know, after writing a best-selling book pointing out no sciencing was occurring, I should have figured out. But alas, even my I, total depravity applies to me, too. I have this sinful strain in me that just defaults to logic must at some point still reign, right? I gave that up about August of last year, and it's just been full-time crazy voices in my head. And I pray, I prayed about it, and I feel real good about where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm basically Alex Jones with Bible verses, but I'm also batting pretty much a damn thousand, okay? So what are the benign and innocent reasons why we would go nearly two full years? Because the last time they gave us seroprevalence data, they did a Friday news dump on July 4th weekend in 2020. And it was, it was data they had collected in April and May. July 4th weekend, Friday news dump, 2020, was the last time we received mass public antibody or seroprevalence data from the CDC to see who has been infected or not. And now they give it to us. When in reality, we really don't need it. Um, do you know what we really need? We really need the data of who's been jabbed. Because we need to go warn all those people, especially if they got the third shot, you're going to be getting COVID again and maybe worse than you got it before if you did already. That's really the data we should be releasing. How many people got COVID? Because they're about the only people nowadays getting COVID in the West are the people who got jabbed, like the vice president. Okay. So, but the data does show 75% of children have already gotten and recovered from COVID. So then what is the benign and innocent reason why there would continue to be a push for putting a jab that its own manufacturer, Pfizer, published in The Lancet on April the 22nd. When 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 was April the 22nd? Last week. Published in The Lancet last week in a study that it funded. Pfizer funded the study and it, it, it admitted because it's an ad for selling more boosters. It admitted efficacy wanes for even serious infection after just a few months with a third dose. It admitted this in writing. It's their own study. They funded it themselves. I posted it on all my social media accounts earlier this week. So if 75% of the kids who were no who were not who were neither victims nor vectors of victims of or vectors for the virus in the first place, if 75% of them have already been infected and recovered, why are we pushing to give them a jab that will not work and then has an escalating risk profile? What is the benign and innocent explanation for that? Go. I think we should ask the guy macing people at Walmart because I'm sure he has the answer, Steve. Uh, we should ask Debbie Burks why sexism is affecting these numbers. Indeed. <laughs> Let's go next to guy uh, pepper spraying at Costco. Step to me, please. Please. I have dreams at night about people like you. 
please, I look forward to humiliating you. I live in West Des Moines. I'm at the Costco a couple times a month. Please come to me. I've been looking. I've been wanting this for like two years. I've got, don't think all that bile and frustration that I was complaining about a year ago. Do not think that went away. Oh, no, no, it didn't. It continues to pile up and it, it wants to come out so very badly. I invite you, please fulfill this fetish, this fantasy for me. I invite you to give me the opportunity to let it out. Please, please, please come to me. It'd be so awesome if you segued into an advertisement right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Debbie Burks. Um, oh. Prison or execution uh, for crimes against humanity. Nuremberg-like trials with Nuremberg-like sentences. Um, that's all I have. I don't have anything You'd else. You'd be right to pull. She, she, she pulled the Carly Fiorina right here. She knows she's in trouble. Yeah, she went full vagina. Yes, Correct. she did. Yeah, yeah. That's the last, that's the last um, defense of a scoundrel when they're cornered is to play the identity politic card. Because, of course, a, a woman who it, 40 years ago, before we even knew what a glass ceiling was, was already shattering them to reach the elite sectors of public health policy institutions of course yeah. can been, only be a victim of sexism can only be yes of course okay been ensconced there forever back when most women were still at home with their children you were climbing the ladder of nih and niaid but yes of course you are clearly a victim of the male patriarchal industrial complex indeed in fact the country would have been far better off if there was a little bit more male patriarchal industrial complex in that white house coronavirus task force but instead you had more balls than vice president pence which wouldn't take much a half next tim pool well done with the troll there in times square and you know what Hey, the Steve Day Show uh, taketh the way and the Steve Day Show giveth. Tim made a special point of getting cr- giving credit to Daily Wire CEO Jeremy Boring for helping him pull that off. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to be critical of Jeremy's nonsensical thoughts on punishing woke Disney, uh, we should absolutely give him credit for helping Tim Pool facilitate that. Fair? Oh, more than fair. So I definitely wanted to make note but, of that here on the program. And also it happens to work in your favor, but by, because by giving him credit in this, it also indicts him in the thing we criticized him about. Well, I didn't do it, it for that reason, but I'll, I'll, I certainly won't turn that one away. Okay. Um, I didn't even know there was a play called Oh Gosnell, but I freaking loved the idea. And props to you for having to be shut down because it clearly means that you were doing a hell of a job, pun intended, telling that demonic story. So... Um, when you can't beat them, ban them. So props and to you for that. This is being shut down as we are debating in this country, killing live infants. Yes. Oh, I got to double back. They were, they were always going to cancel student loan debt. I've been telling you that for two years. That was always going to get canceled. He is, he's underwater right now with col- recent college yeah. graduates. They need to do something. They, they, they can't even do another lockdown to institute ballot harvesting because they wouldn't get the minions of 22-year-old morons voting for them they got the last time because they're underwater with that group. 
All right. They're underwater with every group yeah. other than white people are our age, Todd and older who make six figures. Basically, they're underwater with everybody else. OK, that, that, with everybody else. they're underwater. This is his version of the full vagina. Yes. He's just, hey, kids, I'm just a hip dude. And so this was always going to happen. It was always going to happen once he won the presidency. It was just a matter of when. So it is what it is. I I am still mystified that Greg Gutfeld said last week that this is the issue he would go to war over. I mean, I I can completely understand being irritated by paying off a whole bunch of debt for people who, in many cases, can probably afford to pay said debt. Right. Um, But, dude, Greg, yo, bro, nothing else happened the last 25 months. Like, can you guys think of, I don't know. 27 other things, maybe, that might have caused you to, as, as Greg put it, get off the couch and go to war. No? This is the one? You, you missed an opportunity. How about 666 other oh, things? Oh, you're right. I did miss an opportunity. Thank you for that for, for correction, my friend. Uh, that was well done, for sure. Speaking of 666. Here we go. Lord Nefarious. Intertwining and twisting our culture so much into two hellscape, demonic, fallacious canards like feminism and gender dysphoria, mental illness as ideology. To the point that he now pits the two of them against one another and does it at our most renowned center of higher learning, Harvard. Dude. Hate the game, man. Not the player. Oh, wait, was that a white power symbol? My bad. My bad. <laughs> Hate the game, not the player. I mean, respect your enemy, even if it is the enemy. Understand that the enemy has been around for a long time because he is pretty good at this. He's pretty good at playing us, and we fall for the same Greatest Hits album every single generation. I mean, but that that's a moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I look forward to just annihilating all of you in the arena of ideas, but competitor to competitor, General to general, like the analogy I've drawn before, it's the it's it's the respect Patton had for Rommel. I'm, I'm don't get me wrong, I am here to destroy you, Richard the Lionheart and Saladin yeah, and yeah, the Crusades. Yeah. Yes, Very good. Sure. That's another great analogy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm here to wipe you off the face of the third rock from the sun, and I and I fully intend to do so. Okay, but in the midst of that, it is wise to respect your enemy. Okay, and that is that's a hell of a play, man. That's a hell of a play, literally. And then finally, Amazon employee therapy sessions. Emotional damage. <laughs> That's my commentary. That's it. That's the commentary. What was he saying? Amazon, yeah, Amazon employee <laughs> therapy sessions. That's all I have. Gentlemen, your turn. I love that when he's yeah, the, the, the hushed tones. I mean, he was doing the the Alec Baldwin sweaty balls thing. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like um, brace, brace yourself. It's coming. It's coming now. I know. It's, Have you ever noticed? Right. And they and, always sound like that, and they always yeah. look like that. Yes. Have you ever noticed that? And they're just playing him live reading his book to kids. Now, again, the context, it, it, it's the mere image. He's just reading his book to kids. While we are debating the grooming that is going on in this country. And look what they're doing to kids. They That is freedom to them. That is liberty. That is morality. But Matt Walsh's book is about to tear out the souls of everybody about to see this. And it's adults they're talking about. 
I, this is why be prepared for COVID and the lockdowns. It unleashed that man crazy in the mask, but that guy's everywhere on multiple issues. Do not return to normal. Be prepared for what is to come. You must be ready to fight. It's why I said COVID was not an outlier. It was a harvest. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure what my uh, my favorite story in the montage today was, but if you put a gun to my head, it was it was probably the the Amazon thing. This is another re- reminder that they don't intend to share a country with us because in their minds they all we don't share a country with them already. They live in an, in an alternative reality. It it is a completely upside down alternative reality and the 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 voices that you heard in that uh therapy session for the amazon employees those are the ones who are deepest into it yes and they happen to reside in a lot of the sectors of power and control over culture and big business which is why it seems like they are much larger in number than they actually are almost like they've been strategically placed there perhaps yes exactly almost uh almost Almost as if that's reality. Hmm. So, yeah, not quite as large a number as we thought, but still way too many of them. I just got to speak to the dudes, man. Losing your culture to Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun, Julius Caesar, no shame in that. Alexander the Great, no shame in that. Losing your culture to those dweebs? Dude, that's kind of on you. Guys, if the first thing you notice when you look at a photo of yourself is that receding hairline or bald spot, you know, Keeps can help you to change that. All right. Uh, Did you know two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're even 35? Or you could be Brian Stelter at CNN experiencing it before you're 25. Okay. Um, And you don't really want to gamble with your hair. Hair loss can be tough. um, And you don't want to do that uh, Dr. Jerry Buss L.A. Laker owner comb over from winning time. You don't want to do that. That's a chore every morning. Okay. Instead, just go to our friends over at Keeps. Clinically proven, FDA approved hair loss treatments, all available online, personalized to you, direct uh, to physician communication, customized for you, everything discreet, convenient as can be. They save you money by giving you the generic uh, versions of these treatments in order to save money constantly, but then they help you save money uh, even more so when you first get started with half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. One more thing I meant to say last segment. I forgot to, so I want to say it here. I, I, I have to give mad props to Matt Walsh, man. In the last year or so, who in our industry and slash movement do you think? Can you, can, can you come up with somebody who's taken more scalps and and caused more enemy tears in the last year or so than Matt has on on several different fronts and on and it's funny fronts, on, on no. multiple fronts it's funny if you know Matt he has really, for all this creativity and and snarkiness he actually has a very dry personality in person, all right? And so he has figured out um, a way uh, to complement that 
because it almost seems more effective. He's got, he does the video that came out yesterday where he's reading of him reading the book. That's not an act. His personality, God bless him really is that dry. And so the, the snark, I think out of such a plain, you know, spoken, you know, logic based vessel, I think even is even more devastating uh, he deserves a lot of credit on multiple fronts. I just wanted to state that for the record. Oh, for sure. And I I can't help it, uh, but it brings me back to what you said earlier. He he, he works with Jeremy Boring. And he's go, he, he does this stuff, he, and he goes full groomer when he does this. Yeah. And so, again, it makes the criticism within his own business odd because you are so right, pound for pound, his level of efficacy... Not not just within the white paper world, right, but not, he produces results. Yes. He goes on the right. Dr. Phil thing. We're not just and, drawing clips, clicks for the sake of no, clicks. No, he's 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 taken he's he's not taking prisoners, man. I mean, he there's there's a there's body bags yes. behind him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to it. Buy, sell, or hold. And this is one of our favorite segments each week because um, it's not only fun, but you guys make it fun. You guys are often the ones that uh, provide the submissions via Aaron that, Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy it? Are we going to sell it? Once per episode, um, you are permitted to hold. But if you use it for any reason other than, holy bleep, how did Aaron let that on the air? It's so bad. So lame. Then you have to present this Tyga Coolers ad to Lindsey Graham at his favorite Friday night oh. haunt on location. No, I wasn't going to give you the chance to like show up at some kind of town hall and do it. No, you've got to meet Lindsay where he's truly at, brother. Truly at. He had me for a second. On location. Was, was that a kind of a tease? It was a tease. It was. Aaron, go ahead. All right, we will begin with Mike, who says, with negative integers of self-awareness, the left will go after social media, Twitter, about transparency and will ultimately out other platform biases. Buy. Yeah. And and um, while we're just, you know, giving other people credit on our show here today, let's just do it again. Uh, Christine Pushaw, who is one of the chief flacks for Ron DeSantis, she coined, she's the first person I've seen anyway, coined the phrase that it's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy. And I think that that is a brilliant summation of this phenomenon. We, we, we still like to expose liberal hypocrisy. Why? Because you guys click on all those headlines. Like anything short of Trump is great, bought us some chocolate cake, right? Anything short of that tweet, any, that headline you guys will all click on in mass. The other headline y'all will click on in mass is pointing out obvious liberal hypocrisy. Everybody loves that, you know, click, but it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy, and that's why the, 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 the correct definition of this is what we have here from Mike. It's a lack of self-awareness. It's when you live in, su- in, 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 a, in such a bubble unto yourself. You have, been, you have lacked so much exposure to any other viewpoints or even being forced to consider them that you just don't have to hold yourself accountable to those standards on any level. It's a form, frankly, of sociopathic behavior. Really, it's a it's a subclinical mild form of sociopathic behavior. I'm just better than you. Oh, I can't add to that. And it's important to understand, because if all you have is uh, laugh at punchlines, they will get over on you. They are all the time. Again, it's happening right in our own 
uh, backyard right here in in Iowa. There's a major school district uh, in the uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa area, our second largest city, that has just gone full, open up the bathrooms to everybody. And it's because we, aha, see, it's funny. Meanwhile, they do things like that. Yes. They don't mind being mocked for hypocrisy. No. That's not the same, by the way, as the, well, Steve, aren't you guys, aren't you the show that talks about scorn and ridicule? That's not the scorn and, that's not scorn and ridicule. They don't, they don't care about being mocked for their hypocrisy. All right. The scorn, the scorn and the ridicule comes not on the hypocrisy, but the insanity. Go after it on the merits. That's the other thing we have a tendency to do on on this side is to find the most low-lying fruit, yeah. the most vapid, vapid, banal, banal talking point, glom onto it, and, and just run that into the ground. No. Aim for the heart. Yeah. Go right at the heart of the matter. All right, that's where the scorn and the ridicule, scorn and ridicule them on the merits of their arguments, not on the tertiary aspects of, of their personal sinful manifestation if you're going after wait another way of saying that if you're going after jerry behar all the time and not after your school board correct you're totally missing the point that's correct yeah next up we'll go to just saying who has a uh, top 10 best baseball pitchers of the modern ish era what so we need to define that what is the modern ish era so, so let me see the list real quick and i, I could probably i don't know who Oral okay Kersizer so we're gonna, we're gonna okay, okay wow uh, okay no, so we're gonna I'm, say we're gonna say 1980 Fair. Oh, Nolan Ryan, you got to go back. He was still, he was dominant well into the 90s, but he was dominant throughout the mm. 80s. We'll say 1980. Okay. In 80, he, he, in 80, he helped lead the Astros to the NLCS. All okay. right. They were one game away from getting to the World Series. Okay. So we'll say since 1980. Fair? Okay. okay. All right. Since 1980. All right. All right. We'll start with uh, number 10, Oral Hershiser. Well, when I look at this list, everybody is or will be in the Hall of Fame. Is he a Hall of Famer? I can't remember. He had the one great year where he broke the draw, the Drysdale record for scoreless innings, uh, the scoreless inning streak in '88. But I don't see him as a necessarily as a Hall of Famer, unless he yeah. made it and I missed it. I don't put him. I mean, I think top ten. I don't know. I like, don't think would you I can. like? What, like, is he there? I don't see Tom Glavin on that list. Would you put Glavin's a Hall of Famer? Wouldn't you put Glavin on that list? John Smoltz on that list. Mariano Rivera on that list. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I'd put them all it. actually I'd, ahead of uh, of Oral Hershiser, so I'll sell. I'll sell. Yep. Number nine, Trevor Hoffman. You're talking about the all-time saves leader when he retired. I'm I'm okay with it, but then well, Mariano's not on that list, is he? Is Rivera on the no, list? No. I mean, yeah. I can make an argument that Rivera is the most dominant pitcher of the era, other than say Randy Johnson. Period. So you you I'm fine with Hoffman being on the list, but you can't put him um, on the list and no Rivera. Mariano I'm, has to be on the list. I'm selling. Okay. I'm going to sell then too. If there's no Mariano, you cannot have Trevor Hoffman. Also, he, I mean, he was on the Brewers for a while. I like, I mean, I think he's a good dude, uh, but he ultimately ended up getting a basically long longevity. I mean, he was, he was not as dominant for as long as Mariano Rivera. When he was dominant, he was amazing, but. Mariano Rivera was a force yeah, of nature. Yes. Yeah. Number eight, Justin Verlander. I certainly think he belongs on the list. He'll be a he'll be a Hall of Famer. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Hmm. Basically, he'll basically he'll have Jack Morris's resume, but three thousand strikeouts for the automatic HOF qualifier. Okay. Fair oh. comparison. 
Yeah, well, yeah, you okay. know, he's, yeah. this is Tiger stuff. I'll, yeah. uh, I'm trying to not let my ass, his knowledge of the Astros thing get in my way here, because... I'm, I'm very concerned that Mariano Rivera yeah, this is, is not on the list, or Smoltz, I, I, or Glavin, for that matter. I, I'm going At to, least one of the two. I'm going to sell, but I don't... It's close. I'm okay. sell. N- number seven, Pedro Martinez. Buy. That's an automatic. Yes. That's a buy, yes. Number six, Greg Maddox. Buy. Automatic buy. If anything, he might be too low. Number five, Kurt Schilling. Buy. Automatic buy. Yep, absolutely. Maybe the greatest postseason pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball. Number four, uh, Randy Johnson. Buy. Uh, if anything, he should be number one. He's too low on the list. I'll buy. And Kurt will tell you. Because he pitched in an era against all of these guys. Kurt will tell you. Tell me, just take it from somebody who knows him. If Randy Johnson was the best pitcher he ever saw. I, I think Randy Johnson should probably be number one. But I'll buy. Number three, Roger Clements. Sell. Sell, because we don't know what's Memorex and what's real. Yes. Yeah. Number two, Clayton Kershaw. Buy. Buy, yeah. Number one, Nolan Ryan. Buy. Buy. I just don't think you can have Clayton Kershaw ahead of Randy Johnson. I mean, if you were ranking all-time left-handers, no one, no one would rank Clayton Kershaw ahead of Randy Johnson. You'd be talking about ranking Randy Johnson with, like, Sandy Koufax, guys. So you can't—that's bad. you got to flip them, probably— but overall, the list isn't too bad. It's, I just it's, don't a, it's, under, a, it's an okay list. Like I don't know Mariano and, and no Eckersley, but Trevor Hoffman. Eckersley's I, I another one. I don't. I just the reason I didn't name him is Smoltz did the same transition, but had even better numbers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but you're but that you know you're talking about a guy that was a 15 game winning starter and then became at that time for a time kind of the proto Mariano Rivera. He was so dominant. I mean. I mean, we almost created the whip stat because of what Eckersley was doing, like striking out 120 guys and walking 10 coming out of the, for a year, coming out of the bullpen for the A's, which is why when Kirk Gibson hit that home run against him in that 88 series, it was so striking mm-hmm. because people right. weren't even getting the balls out of the infield against Dennis Eckersley that year. Moving on, we'll go to Chris Goebel, who says, we'll eventually look back on the last two to six years with gratitude as it finally shocked Common sense Americans awake and into action. Examples, Twitter, school boards, anti-abortion, state laws, rise in homeschooling, churches being sifted, uh, Disney, Netflix stocks, things like that. I will sell only hope, yes, but there's a fate accompli deal to this just from my interpretation. And again, you've got to sustain this. our, Our tendency... To drift into malaise and comfort in this country is just a drug as strong as crack. And I, I need to see proof of concept. We, we're still, we just showed you the dude in the mask pushing people in stores, okay? We got so ways to go. Well, I agree with your sentiment, and I think it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the most valid reason to sell. I'm going to buy, because this is the arc of human history. I mean, you see this in the Old Testament, okay? I mean, from, from, uh, from bondage to uh, restoration, redemption, uh, to disobedience, back into slavery, into bondage, to rest. right? This is the pattern. This is the, this is the pattern of human history. I mean... The, the founding fathers, many of those 56 signers were wealthy men of means. It, it wasn't, we act as if they were some super generation. They, there are founding fathers in hell right now who did not acquire and, and accept the proper atonement for their sins. Okay? They're sinners too. The, their grievances with the British crown went on for years. 
And they didn't finally get to the point of risking their lives, fortunes, and sacred honors, which would be their lands, their plantations, their farms, their communities, their families, their sons, until there were no other options for their redresses to be heard. And the crown had gotten to the point of, of making them quarter their soldiers that were essentially turning them into hostages in their own homes. That's what it took to get them to push back and fight. This is not unique. It's not unique in, her, in human history. It's not. Literally 10 minutes in the desert after you just watched God part a large body of water, they turned to Moses and said, where's the food? Where's all the water? What are we doing out here? We you brought us out here to die. One of the saddest stories in the Bible is the sons of Korah in the book of Numbers. Constantly ranting, complaining, whining. God has finally had it. Tells Moses, assemble all the tribes. Next morning, we're going to make it very clear that I anointed you as my servant and everyone else needs to shut their hole and know their role. All the 12 tribes are assembled the next, the next morning. What happens? God opens the earth and swallows this entire clan to wipe them and their whiny betaness off the face of the earth. Not Like one chapter later... Some old, some old coot, blue hair, rolls up on Moses the next morning and says, but that was really unfair what you guys did to God's people yesterday. That's right there in the book. This is not unique. It is not unique that we have to be cattle prodded to action. It is not unique. So I will buy. That was a great answer. Thank you. Uh, one more quickly, John Endicott says, Elon Musk bought Twitter and is promoting free speech on the site to gather almost unlimited data for his Neuralink and artificial intelligence programs. <laughs> That's, first of all, if, if he's, he could probably get that data without buying Twitter, without having to, 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 to purchase, he could get that data by just cozying even more with the folks over there. Uh, in 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 Belgium and at Brussels and uh, the WEF crowd and say I'm your Huckleberry. They just just share that to him for free. It wouldn't cost him forty three billion dollars to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do love that. By the way, though, I do love the alertness and the mm-hmm. suspicion. You have achieved, brother. I don't agree with your conclusion, but I'm going to buy this because I I think you've achieved the right level of instant suspicion of everything for the times in which yeah. we live. I have the exact same answer. And this is the second person I've talked about. Hey, remember who this guy is. He believes in some of this um, mind tech um, melding kind of stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Trust but verify with this guy in all things, like everybody else. Uh, I think that's it for this hour or segment. Did we get a good response again like we did last week? I mean, last week was kind of historic. 250, I think, submissions on Twitter alone this week. Wow. So... So this thing's kind of blowing up on us. So we will have bonus buy Seller Hold in the overtime we again. We will. Yep. All right. So we'll see if we can keep that little Wednesday tradition going. We'll have bonus buy Seller Hold in the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers later today at blazetv.com slash Dace, which is also where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber at a discount. blazetv.com slash Dace. We'll come back. Hour two is next. We'll continue some more buy Seller Hold right here, right then. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. 
Like us on Facebook, MeWe Parlor and Gab. Follow me on Twitter and Getter at Steve Day Show. Get clips of the show over on rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. Don't forget, last name, D-E-A-C-E. And for those of you that are in the podcast realm, thank you so very much. Leave us, please, if you have yet to do so, a five-star review, if you like the show, of course. Uh, And then hit the subscribe or follow button. And uh, thanks to all of you that have done each and every one of those things in support of the program. Those are all, each of them, very much appreciated. This part of the show brought to you by Omega XL, which I promise if you try you will learn to appreciate too because it's a part of my daily regimen. I take it with me wherever I go. Why? Because as we get older, even the more active we are, and by the way, man, that that Peloton Foo Fighters ride I did yesterday, that about broke me. Still talking about that. Yeah, I mean, that 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 ride was a motherless goat. The chick that hosted that ride, her last name is Lovewell. No, you don't. <laughs> you are, that's some false advertising. Whoever came up with that family name was a liar. <laughs> Afterwards, I thought she owed me an apology. Okay. Thankfully, though, um, there is Omega XL. That's part of my post-workout recovery because there's about 300 some odd places from the neck to our feet uh, called joints, which are critical for activity and mobility, but can also be hubs as we get older for inflammation. And that's what's probably causing your chronic pain, that soreness and achiness that lingers and just won't go away. Well, now you've got Omega XL backed by three decades of clinical research and about three years going on now of me using it daily. If you want to try it today, buy one, get one free uh, when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or you can call them at 800 844 4888. All right, let's get to part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold. Here's Aaron. We will go next to Brutus Maximus, who says, The day it was announced Elon Musk acquired Twitter was the most satisfying day on Twitter since after the day after the 2016 election. I can buy that. I can buy that. Um, Yeah, I'll buy that for sure. Yeah, no reason to argue with it. Yep, I'll buy that for sure. Next, we go to Robert Horn. After the Parental Rights Act and the stripping of Disney's special tax laws, Florida has less freedom than it did 30 days ago. So, so this is, again, I had a conversation, uh, great catching up last night. Uh, Soccer dad, he's a Democrat. Uh, We talked about all kinds of fun stuff, but we did talk about this too. Again, you're talking about groomers. They're hunting your children. It is not anti-freedom to hunt the people who are hunting your children. This always gets me as well. Were, were the pilgrims coming here because they wanted freedom to practice their faith in the way that they saw fit or freedom from freedom from tyranny? Both. Both, yeah. yeah. Yes. I was going to say yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, this guy's emailed me in the past as, as, oh, a, really? as a Democrat <laughs> listener in the audience. So I recognize the name. I think I think I have it right. I mean, we get so many, but I, I, I think I have this one right. If I am right, you should take the W, bro. You I, take yes for an answer. You, you finally got people like us to wake up and admit corporations really can't do 
whatever they want. I'm, I, if this was any other context other than indoctrinating children into a moral value system that at the very least you're comfortable with, if not completely, you're comfortable with enabling by how you vote, if not completely th- full-throated, pun intended, endorsement thereof, in any other context, would, would Democrats be sending us by solar hold propositions like this? No. So you should take yes for an answer. You win. We, we, you guys won an argument against us. We admit you're right. You guys were right all along. Corporations can't do whatever they want. There are certain areas where if they go too far, then the duly elected government, that is a representative, a proxy of the people, absolutely should spank them for polluting the environment of the people of the of a of a, the sovereign people of a community or a state or a country right i mean haven't they been well, making that argument our entire lives i i don't know if i you mean take yes for an answer int- you won you're right intentionally or not but polluting the environment a big exxon isn't allowed to pour oil into the gulf Correct. of mexico right so i don't know why you're allowed just yeah. to openly pour sludge into the right. into my into our kids brains and all we're talking about here is we're not going to give you extra favors if you can find a market for said sludge totally and completely on your own, nobody, inf- yeah. I actually, I would have gone even further, frankly, into that realm, okay? But we're not even talking about that. We're, we're talking about taking away extra benefits. Extra benefits. Are, we, are you guys so far gone over there, Rob? Yes. Can I call you that? <laughs> nice. Are you guys so far gone over there that now we're the ones that have to come to you and say, Taking corporatist goodies away from multinational, multi-billion dollar conglomerates actually adds to the freedom of voters. I thought you folks were the ones that made these arguments for years. Take the W. This is like arguing. This is like this is like a Ron Pauler emailing me and say, what do you mean you don't want to go to war in Ukraine? Take the win. I'm not for preemptive war. I'm not for nation building any longer. I'm not for picking winners and losers on the global stage. We tried that for a decade. It was a colossal failure. Except Ron Paulers wouldn't send me those kinds of notes because they actually believe in the stuff that they claim. It's not just a wedge talking point to justify complete black demonic sludge of a worldview so they don't get caught up and these sorts of easily diffused and disposed arguments try harder next time. And it's actually, you know, that's a great answer. Obviously it's actually the opposite. They free, there's actually more freedom in Florida now freedom from having your kids groomed, right? Yep. That's yes. It. Yes. That's it. Alexander Rogers says long-term, I think this one is interesting. Long term, a significant portion of Con Inc. or Conservative Inc. will view Musk buying Twitter as a net loss as they were able to appease the algorithm gods before, but now will have to compete and debate with formerly banned conservatives far to the right of them. That is an interesting premise that I had not considered. Let me, let me, and this is now where my own psychosis is going to impact my answer. So I'm admitting this up front, okay? Uh, I'm admitting my bias here, which means you should, that's a handicap. And when you look at my score, okay, when we're done with the round here, 
Okay, apply that handicap before you judge what I'm about to say. Know that this is my own psychosis. But when, when, I, when I heard what you suggested, Alexander, the, here's the thought that occurred to me. Far more likely, because it's just frankly kind of the story of my own career, is after the people you're talking about did all of the heavy lifting, paid all the punishment and the penalty for daring to go there, and didn't reap riches and eight-figure contracts and 50-state speaking fee uh, schedules for it, and New York Times bestseller list, uh, you know, placement. Far more likely is, is those people will be forgotten as the people you're talking about. Because I'm assuming by conning, we're not talking about like National Review. I think that's what a lot of people think mm. when they say that. I don't think that's what he's saying. I, th- I think he's, he's applying something a little bit more specific than the, the, uh, the Bill Crystal um, National Review crowd. I think he's talking about people that um, don't, dis- don't, won't go there on COVID or won't go there on election integrity because it would violate their Facebook monetization status. Is that fair? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, so I, I think he's talking about much more popular platforms than the than who because I don't I don't think National Review's grifters. I think they're quizzling. Those are two totally different things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think they they are there. They're a false flag on purpose. Um, they're just you know, they just have more of a of a name legacy than Bulwark does. But it's the same group of people by and large. I think what he's describing are. The people that look for the low-lying fruit talking point on everything because it's easy and it's monetizable. What's far more likely is a year from now. So this sale would go through in October if everything is approved fully. Is a year from now, the people you're talking about, Alexander, because they have bigger names and bigger platforms, will now fully take advantage of the loosened restrictions and make it look like they were on the side of the people that got banned the entire time, completely co-opt all of their work, claim it as their own, and act like all of those people never existed. And because they had already had huge platforms and huge followings, they will add to them all the more and completely get away with it while leaving the people you're talking about behind. Not that I have any personal experience with such a thing. Yeah, I will... uh... I'm with him. I'm with Steve. I will sell on that. And also, it happened. It, it, the timing of this all, it, it depends. The cycle, uh, what's what's about to happen with this uh, coming election, only puts what Steve just said on steroids. I sat out there on Christmas break and I watched people that I tried, who in the past have supported my work and helped, and I tried to get them to support our work on Fauci and Bar- Bargain and to help, and they just completely ignored me. But, and then seven, eight months later over Christmas break, I watched them tweet things where they just totally gaslit people like they were on the right side of this the entire time. Yes. While the rest of us took all the risk for it. Yes. Again, not that I have any personal experience with this at all. A lot. Next up, Jeremiah Diakagiannis says, in keeping with the spirit of the aid, Osteen et al. will stop preaching prosperity gospel and switch to you'll own nothing and be happy within the next two years. <laughs> uh, no. No. Sell. No, 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 no. 
there's no money in there's that. no money to be made in that tony they, there's already an audience for that tony campolo ron Sider, that whole group nobody pays attention they got nowhere they don't have channels on sirius xm Tony Campolo doesn't have the pietistic vow of poverty channel on Sirius XM. Oh, no. The 50-some-odd-year-old dude with washboard abs, he gets that. No, no, no. Never happening. In fact, if anything, it'll go the other way. You got a double, triple, quadruple down on sowing a seed for such difficult times. Far more likely that that will occur. Agreed. Next... Truth Over Vax says the next great medical scandal will be when we find out a cure for cancer was discovered decades ago, but was covered up because the one world government doesn't want people living longer. I don't know about the motivation here, um, but I, I. Would it shock you? If no, there was I was a just going to say, cancer? I, I have a heart. This is something that uh, Daniel and I are talking about privately right now because we're working on a project that we are not yet ready to announce. We can't announce yet, but we will announce here probably this summer. And um, one of the conversations that him and I are having privately while we work on this project is both of us kind of came into the the pharma controversy world pre-COVID as if if the kinds of things and scams that people like Erzin and RFK Jr. are talking about were true, given what we do for a living and how suspicious of the system and government and corporatism we already are, we'd know. We'd know. Okay? We didn't know. Okay? We didn't know. Um, <laughs> there's, there's anything we learned the last 25 months. We didn't know. Uh, we didn't know. Because the question we're asking ourselves a lot in our private conversations, which will now become public, it can't be possible that this is the only time they have done this. It can't be. Yep. You are correct. It can't be. Just as as we've talked about from a societal response to COVID, that this wasn't an outlier, but but a harvest, that a generation had to be groomed in order to be subservient at this level... They wouldn't roll out a proof of concept on a mass scale with so much at stake because if it failed here, they couldn't do it again. Meaning that they had to play some preseason games before the Super Bowl arrived. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They played some games. They This metric, this paradigm, this process didn't just happen here. They had to have done this before. How often before? On everything? On a few things. And that's where you start, you, you look at, you know, you're looking at the person you're talking to and one of you says, drops the Yoda line to a very dark place this goes, right? Yes. Okay. So because of that, I will buy that I, I, at this point, I think virtually anything is possible after what I have observed over the last 25 months. I know you're a buy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Next up, Nathan says the momentum being gained right now between DeSantis, Elon Musk, and other things just means the rug will be pulled out from under us soon. Retribution will be swift. Again, that comes from Eeyore. Uh, Nathan. <laughs> you know what? Even I'll sell. I I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell. I, I'm going to sell. I, cynicism, even though we joke about it a lot on the show. Internalized cynicism, I believe, is sinful. If if you believe 
that the last enemy, death, has been conquered, then internalized cynicism is anathema to that. I mean, what's more bleak than death, right? Nothing's more bleak than death. Nothing's more bleak than that. Particularly if there's no hope after death. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's bleaker than that, right? If, if your worldview rejects that from the, from the outset, from its premise, then internalized cynicism is, I think, sinful. And in my view, respectfully, and, and I say that as someone that struggles with this and has struggled with it quite a bit the last 25 months, that's, there's, to me, I read this as internalized cynicism more than the learned suspicion of the guy who had the, the, the suggestion from a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, don't, because even if it's right, it doesn't even accomplish anything. Because even if it's right, it's still it, internalized cynicism. Still, still, you're, you're robbing God of his glory here. Either God providentially acted through Elon Musk. Or the outcome that you're suspecting happens, but God still gets glory for that because it's a judgment that we deserve. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Whether it's a blessing or a cursing, he knows. He is sovereign. He's proven his faithfulness. It ain't like we don't deserve a good cursing around here. It ain't like we don't deserve daddy to take the belt off and look at us and say, uh, we got to take a few trips uh, behind the woodshed here. It ain't like that's not deserved, right? right. So don't, don't, don't do that. There's no need for inherent cynicism or because, or internal cynicism because it, it, it robs you of seeing God work in your life or in the world around you. But then even if that's not what this turns out to be, and it does turn out to be, you know, a, a, a bait and switch or, a, you know, another false idol that gets judged, then praise God for judging that false idol in our lives at the exact same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In either scenario, God deserves to be glorified. Don't let cynicism become an internal mechanism in your life. Don't do that. Agreed. Well said. Next, can't find my way home says double stuffed Oreos should be called Oreos. Regular Oreos should be called diet Oreos. <laughs> uh, my my 11 year old self completely and totally agrees on this one. Yes. Fair enough. Aye. Uh, you know, Oreos are, are, are gluten free now. Are they? Yeah. Have you tried might the gold be, ones yet? Might be contributing to, you know, my need to. Have you tried the gold ones yet? No. Those are good. Gold Oreos. Yeah, those are good. Next, Bruce Logan says best, 10 best QBs never to win a Super Bowl. Mm, okay. Number 10, Joe Cap. So we're going like Vikings and Giants. I I got to see who else is on the list if yeah. we're going with the, playing the Joe Cap right, card. Let's see who else is on the list. Number nine, John Brody. See, the big TV is out, so I can't see the list ahead of time. It's out? Yeah. Brody largely played pre-Super Bowl era. Uh, or right as the Super Bowl was dawning. <sighs> yeah, I just assume we were talking the Super Bowl era. Yeah, we are talking about that era, right? People yeah, who didn't win Super, Super Bowl. Bowls during the yeah. Super Bowl era. Okay. So, so. I'll, I'd buy him before Cap. So I'll buy him. I'm not sure about Joe Cap. Okay. Number eight, Steve McNair. So. It was a. No. 
that he was not a great quarterback. So Steve McNair, let me see who else is on the list. I'll buy for now. Okay, N- number seven, Randall Cunningham. I'll buy that. And they were they, those were I mean those Philly teams those were some great teams they just happened to be great at the same time and that the Dallas that Cowboys and Vikings team San Francisco yeah. 49ers were great yeah and the fifteen and one yeah. Vikings team yeah maybe the greatest team that yeah. never even made it to a Super Bowl and in plus, the Super Bowl era he was like he was one of those first players who was like the people called him a video game out mm-hmm. there I mean they went in his prime what he could do yep number six Dan Fouts bye bye if anything maybe higher you're talking about a Hall of Famer yeah. Number five, Archie Manning. Buy. Fouch should be ahead of Archie yes. Manning, uh, but I would buy. Number four, Fran Tarkenton. Buy. Uh, absolute buy. He was the quarterback of three of the Vikings Super Bowl losses. I believe Cap was the quarterback of the first one. Number three, Warren Moon. Buy. Uh, Tarkenton should be ahead of Moon. I mean, Tarkenton took teams to Super Bowls, won a lot of playoff games, owned virtually every career passing mark in the NFL when he retired. Tarkenton should be higher than moon but i'm fine with moon being on the list so bye uh number two jim kelly bye you know you're four in a row that yeah for a hall of famer bye yeah number one dan marino obvious number one um so it feels like we're missing something doesn't it feel like we're missing something no super bowl wins Hmm. you look at those so so like let's look at great teams in the 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 late sixties, early seventies, um, but you think of a lot. Sonny Jurgensen, does he belong on the list? Would you put Sonny Jurgensen on the list over, say, Joe Cap and John Brody? I would. I would. Okay, so I agree with you on that. All right, so because those have been those George Allen Redskin teams, they got to a Super Bowl that year. The Dolphins mm-hmm. were undefeated, right? Okay. Um, who else am I? Uh, Don Meredith. Mm. I'd probably put him on par with Brody and Cap. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't think that that's, uh, he's more known, frankly, for his time as a broadcaster on Monday Night Football. Uh, it feels like we're missing somebody obvious. Uh, uh, that's a good one, Ron. Danny White. Uh, Ron, the voice in my ear, oh, the audience oh, never oh, hears. Oh. Uh, what about Tony Romo? I think, well, you're talking about a clear Hall of Famer. Yes, I think Romo should be Romo ahead of Brody and Cap. Absolutely, Romo should be on that list. Okay. Yes, Romo should absolutely be on the list. He's an he's an obvious Hall of Famer with his numbers. Yeah, so Romo, that's a good one. Still feels like we're maybe missing somebody. So you think of great teams that didn't make it? I, uh, um, you get into the mid to late eighties. Uh, let's see. Oh, Marino is number one. Marino, yeah, that's duh, well. Duh, if, duh, if, duh. If, if if you didn't have Marino number one, I'd fire you for putting this list on the air. Okay, so uh, I mean that's the most obvious play of this thought every time it comes up. But I'm sure there's at least one obvious one we're missing. It'll pop up. On- It'll pop up. Yeah. We can move on. Next up. We will be fooled again, says DeSantis turning Florida into the conservative version of California is more consequential than anything any Republican could accomplish as president. Could accomplish, sell. Has accomplished in modern yeah. times, I would buy. It's the, it's the greatest accomplishment any Republican has accomplished as president since Reagan won the Cold War. Philip Rivers. Oh, gosh. There's a Yes. Your absolute yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And if Rivers Sorry. is probably number two on the list behind Moreno. Thank you. Good pull on that one. I knew there was somebody obvious See, that we were missing. Yes. That's pure 
dude code uh living up to expectations there we we moved on from football to like saving civilization but the record but must then, be corrected but i must go back yes <laughs> philip rivers the record must be corrected because you used yes. could instead of would i will sell there is a lot that you can do in the most powerful office in the land a lot yes okay that's great so i will say f- sell because yes. I, I don't agree with the use of the word could yep agreed Next up, uh, Browns fan Bill says, Major League Baseball walk-up songs for certain politicians. Mitch McConnell, OJs for the love of money. Okay. Uh, Or Pink Floyd's money. Maybe I'd do that. I'm selling Because the register sound would be a better sound as you're walking up to the plate, right? As as Pink Floyd's money begins with the cash register sound effect and everything in there, you know? I think that would be a better... Sound effect, so I'll sell because I like the Pink Floyd money version. Mm-hmm. But I like where you were going with that. I agree with the spirit of it. See, yeah, we can do worse. That's for him. Sandy Cortez, AOC. Uh, I was beginning to wonder, is there like a, a song called Antichrist or not? But anyway, yes. go ahead. Uh, right. Sandy Co- Co- Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? I like that one. Yeah, That's a good one. Work. Yeah. Uh, Governor DeSantis, Grand Funk, Walk Like a Man. No, I think we can do better mm, yeah, than that. Yeah, we can do better. I mean, I'm I'm thinking something like, uh, how you like me now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, something that has some some real swagger to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joe Biden. Mama said knock you out. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden, Led Zeppelin, dazed and confused. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah I'll go with that one. Sure. Yeah. Moving on. Next, Bacon is here. Steve's Blue Eyes Power Rankings, oh. number five. This <laughs> is the greatest list ever. Number five, Paul Newman. A little before my time, okay, but I respect the poll and I like his marinara. Okay, so I guess I'll buy. Steve's owning this list. It's all his. No comment. See, that's a dude code. <laughs> that's that's reverence for the dude code, a refusal to even acknowledge or comment. Yes. Uh, number four, Cillian Murphy. That's that's an underrated poll. That dude does have some blue eyes, no doubt. Yeah, that's a good poll. He's a hell of an actor, too. Number three, Frank Sinatra. Now, he's old blue eyes. That was his nickname. Absolutely. Bye. Number two. Even the- you would buy that one, right? You're not going <laughs> to. See, I was testing you. There you go. Remember, our policy on this show, part of the dude code is you are not allowed to comment on what other dudes are wearing. But you are allowed to stare deep into his blue eyes and, and determine which one is more bluish. <laughs> Number two, well played. The Who behind Blue Eyes. I mean, that's the name of an actual song, so that's good. Yeah. Is that a good song, Todd? And it's not one of their better songs. Uh, it's one of their more famous ones, but uh, you guys know I'm a huge Who fan, so I like it. And Number one, Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, with a bullet, you bet. Or a jab. And next up, let's... Um this is the best movie one-liners of all time. This is from Russell Lerno. Of all Lerno, time? And we're going to save that for the overtime. Okay. All right. Martin Park says, peanut butter M&Ms are better than Reese's Pieces. Martin Parks belongs in an internment camp. Sell. And he's also correct. I don't know if Re- I've had peanut butter Peanut M&Ms. butter M&Ms are- They're good. Are light years ahead. They're good. Reese's Pieces is like half of that really weird, like candy coating stuff that tastes weird- and half. Oh, okay. I totally misunderstood. I thought it was Reese's peanut butter cups. No, Reese's pieces. All right, that is an acceptable take. I probably still don't agree, but now I'm not offended, so I'm okay with it. I'll buy. 
Uh, the rest we will get to in overtime. I was about, I thought it was Reese's peanut butter cups. I was about to unload on poor Martin Parks. Like he had just approached me, uh, as a mask zombie at Costco. All right. Are you kidding me? We're, we allowed someone to defecate on Reese's peanut butter cups on this program. No, Reese's pieces are terrible. Okay. All right. I they only think... exist because of ET. It's true that ET did sell them. Yeah. But I, Reese's pieces are really good. No, but they're not. Pe- peanut butter M&Ms are really good too. They're light years. They're different categories. Todd settled the debate here. What do you think? I'm Catholic. <laughs> Catholics don't like Reese's. Man, they're hard on you guys. Let's <laughs> over, dude. Give it up. Live a little, for goodness sakes. Waiting for the wine. Somebody find me some Billy Joel, only the good die young. Okay. That sh- that's a, that Maybe we might run that, that as a poll on Twitter. Reese's Pieces. Or peanut oh, yeah. butter M and M's. Yeah, that's a good. And 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 let the Twitterati have at that one. I will right, come back. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. Stay tuned for that. It's our friends over at Patriot Mobile. We made the switch as a family last fall. Didn't really see too much disruption in our network coverage because pretty much everybody uses the same towers these days. We even went through the process and upgraded our phones and they couldn't have handled customer service any better. If you want to try them today, first of all, if you make the switch and you're a veteran or first responder, let them know. They'll give you extra savings, a way of saying thank you for your service. Uh, Or they've always got extra deals going on uh, for all of us too right now. Uh, You can get a free activation with the offer code Steve if you make the switch. When you go to patriotmobile.com slash slash Steve, patriotmobile.com slash Steve, or give him a call at 972-PATRIOT. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. It is good to see you again, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right. Great to be back with you, Steve. You fired off a tweet earlier this morning that I wanted you to kind of highlight first and foremost with our audience linking uh, the COVID jab with Ukraine. And I'll just get out of the way and give you the mic well steve you see you know how we had these lockdowns where uh we had policemen stationed in texas to make sure folks from louisiana wouldn't cross the border um not mexico because that's okay of of course and then right afterwards we had massive blm protests probably the most ubiquitous mass gatherings in american history so it's kind of a similar dynamic here um American soldiers to this day are being kicked out of the military for not getting a shot that's outdated, has negative efficacy, spreads the vaccine, the virus, I mean, has numerous uh, heart ailment and neurological consequences for young pilots. Um, And some are actually being denied medical exemptions for the second shot after having gotten myocarditis from the first shot. But yet we are giving endless javelin missiles and other weapons to those from a country that I guarantee you have one of the lowest vaccination rates outside of Africa and countries like that, um, the Ukrainian military. So the Javelin missiles will work for unvaxxed Ukrainian soldiers, but not American soldiers. That is essentially the science and the political science. It's all about outcomes. The current big thing trumps the previous big thing, but only for certain people. Hmm. So uh, that's that's essentially where we are, Steve. Um, it doesn't really matter. Facts don't matter. 
nothing matters. Maybe we just go to humor. Well, I mean, I've been there myself for quite a while. I mean, what the devil hates the most is to be mocked, and we do a lot of uh, mocking and scorning of that individual on this program on a regular basis. What you're describing, and I mentioned this earlier in the program, I think one of the best articulations that uh, it reminds me of when Eric Erickson coined the phrase, you will be made to care, and wrote a book about it, and then like spent the next few years then going like proto-David French, and forgetting that he actually coined that phrase and wrote a book about it. Remember those days? Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's, it's Christine Pushaw who works for Governor DeSantis, where she describes what you're talking about. When she says it's not hypocrisy, it is hierarchy. And that this is, this is a, a, you know, inherent to this form of statism. That they don't have to, things don't have to add up. They don't have to be congruent because... What they want is so morally better, is so intellectually superior, that these things can just be completely random and often um, perpendicular to one another, at odds with one another, and they don't feel any self-awareness check and balance on redoing the math because it's it's not a bug but a feature. And Steve, I think why this is so important is strategically in the way we act and the way we interact with the left and what we do legally, politically, back to your famous adage, we're not governed by the rule of law, but the rule of political will. And that's what it is. You can't play by their rules if their rule is we win, you lose, whatever gives us more control. Another great example of this uh, turned out today where it has nothing to do with the rule of law. If something is in and in vogue and cool, they will get it done. So Paxlovid, Pfizer's new drug, you can imagine, rush drug, Mm -hmm. new drug. We all know how those things have turned out recently. Um, No carcinogenicity studies, no genotoxicity studies. We don't know if it's safe. And what we do know is it's mixed with a pretty heavy-duty anti-AIDS drug, which has a lot of side effects, has a tremendous amount of contraindications. So in order to give it approval, they approved it for it has to be a moderate case of COVID and it has to be someone who is high risk. So just today we found out that our esteemed vice president got Paxlovid for what was at least supposedly an asymptomatic case. And I don't think she has any conditions that we know of. She seems to be pretty healthy. And yet she just gets it because that's fine. Yet if you have a drug that won the Nobel Prize for being established as safe and essential for so many years, fully FDA approved drug, you can't use that even optionally on anyone and you'll get your license yanked for prescribing that. There's the haves and the have nots. Um, It's this new fascist sort of nationalism but it's not linked to any specific race it's more of a selection for who abides by our agenda yeah, who There's complies a set of rules for that correct and again it cuts across all lines so people are confused they think fascism has to rear its head against a particular religion or group of people but no it's if you go along with our agenda it doesn't matter what your personal identity is anything goes If not, we'll flip that up upside down against you. And therefore, you can dehumanize completely the people that do not. Like Rhode Island's legislature was debating a bill last week 
from its Democratic legislature of charging double state income taxes for people in the state who refuse to get jabbed with a jab that does not work and has an escalating risk profile. And back to the Kamala Harris uh, angle that you just mentioned, here's a woman that gets special access to a drug that does not even work for an asymptomatic case of COVID uh, despite that she contracted, despite all of the jabs and all that she got and all of the masks she wore. That's pretty much the perfect summation of the last 25 months, Daniel. That's everything. I mean, that is what we're talking about. And again, that is fascism. I want to make it very clear. It's not a double standard. And I think this is what a lot of people need to understand as we try to politically and legally address this. You can't be like, well, I'm a perfect conservative, so I don't believe in anti-discrimination legislation. Well, then get rid of it. But if we're going to have it, which we do, you have to apply it equally. Because if you don't, that's used as a tool for tyranny. And that's what we're seeing. So with discrimination, it's a similar thing. Um, you know, even if someone doesn't discriminate, they are discriminating unless you have a certain amount of, you know, the favored class is getting a certain type of job. But the Supreme Court just ruled this week that you could blatantly have a government run magnet school in Virginia that uh, blatantly uh, discriminates against Asians uh, if, in, in order to have quotas. There are six to three conservative court there. You could deny someone a kidney transplant. You could do whatever you want if it is under the guise of of the new current thing. And this is why a lot of times, like when they ruled for us on the jab mandates in the private sector earlier this year, it really wasn't based on any kind of real constitutional law or precedent. Otherwise, they would have equally applied it to the healthcare workers in the exact same session. It was it was under the understanding that the 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 blowback from the non-compliant crowd is would not be culturally sustainable. All right. And so we have to recognize that we're not going to win a lot of arguments these days on the basis of some specific or unique or correct uh, orthodox translation or interpretation of the Constitution. But by letting the system know the cost of them enforcing this on us is too high for them to pay. So don't even try. That's another part of, of how we have to change our paradigm as well. We'll get back to Daniel here in a second. Let me remind you though about the greatest protein bar of all time from our friends over at Built Bar. All of them covered every single flavor in real chocolate. Some of them uh, even covered in white chocolate if you like that uh, taste as well. They've got a brand new line of 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 built granola bars. They just launched those yesterday. Uh, so many great flavors to choose from. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just a fantastic product. I'm, I'm, I'm almost running out of superlatives because I, it, it's, it's, it's maybe the best thing I discovered over the last 25 years of suck. Uh, and it's just, it, 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 it's better than a lot of the candy bars out there. All of them covered in real chocolate, loaded with protein flavor, not packed though with calories, carbs, sugars. Uh, I've had people that have bought these and used them for their diabetic children to satisfy sweet tooth and and didn't have any issues with insulin boosting or anything there. So that's something you might want to ask about or check about uh, if, if that's you. All right. Go to built.com uh, to get 15 percent off when you use my last name, Dace. Right now at built.com, B U I L T, use the promo code DACE at built.com to get your built bars. Daniel, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is something I want to make sure I got the name right. This is something you were talking about on your show recently. I want to make sure that uh, the listeners and viewers to our show learn about this as well. The Truth for Health Foundation. What is this? 
Sure. You know, obviously everything is censored now. If you go on theirs to enter a vaccine injury, often it will take an hour and then, you know, you're an hour into it. It will time you out and you'll lose all that info. Uh, there's a lot of funny baloney going on in there. And we know that as horrific as the numbers are, um, the truth be told, it's probably a fact of 20, 30, 50 times greater than what's reported there. So this group um, by Dr. Uh, Lee Lee, as well as Dr. Peter McCullough, they got together and created their own simple, it's thorough enough, but a simple vaccine adverse reporting system. So people could report it, we could quantify what's out there, and then they also have um, a terrific uh, network of doctors and ideas for what sort of blood labs to take to help people um, get cured. Because look, a lot of people in our audiences have gotten the shot. Some thought it was a good idea. Some were forced to get it. And a lot of people have systemic injury and you will not get treatment from your doctor 99 times out of 100. Mm. So they do treatment. They also do legal work. They're helping people in the military. Um, I thought that was a terrific, terrific idea. And frankly, it's something that we need with all these stupid health departments in these red states flush with billions of dollars of cash to use for tyranny. It should be used for a state adverse event reporting as well as reparations to those um, who have to pay out of pocket uh, groping in the dark to try to get a cure for uh, for the clot shots. And so truthforhealth.org is where people can go. And you, 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 it, it's not just for registering uh, an adverse side effect, but can you go there and use it to find out um, just for your own, you know, medical knowledge and information? You can keep track of their numbers there in real time. Can you do that as well? Well, I think over time they're going to add that as the tally goes up. I know they've been getting flooded, um, but it's a terrific a terrific service. I, I, it's a shame it's taken this long. And, and again, this is not just to score political points and go on Twitter and say, hey, you know, it's X number of uh, maladies were caused by this. The fact is, this is how we discover diagnostic tools and treatment. This is what's so sad. Um, typically, the government will put out alerts. Hey, there's this thing lurking around for kids. Go check it out. Doctors should be aware of this. It wasn't even put out things that are obvious like tinnitus okay there's twenty five thousand mm -hmm. entries into theirs and mm -hmm. you know something like that is woefully underreported people are are some some of them are they can't live i mean you can imagine the constant ringing in the ears and we're a year and a half behind in diagnosing all this stuff so doctors will give them a runaround and say hey, i don't know what the story is whereas if you're up on the literature you'd be like well when did you get the shots oh tinnitus it's very likely at least we're gonna look into that, and then, oh, here's how we diagnose it, here's how we treat it. It is truly disgusting how the same people wanted to end our lives for COVID, now suddenly you wanna say, oh, the pandemic phase is over. Yeah, but we're now in the vaccine injury phase, mm -hmm. and that needs to be dealt with. Well said, good to see you as always, my friend. Take care, all right? God bless. Same to you. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by Home Title Lock. Make sure your home's title is protected. For two reasons. One, it's often the only proof we have that we own it. And number two, uh, often they're kept online, which makes them vulnerable to scammers. The crime is called home title theft. They look for what they think, hope, are high equity homes and their titles online. And then they can make it look like, uh, with just a little bit of forgery, they can make it look like you've sold your home to them on what's called a quick claim deed. 
and then begin liquidating all of that equity. And often you don't find out until the kinds of snail mail, voicemail, and email you never want to see starts showing up. All right, make sure that doesn't happen to you because your mortgage lender nor your homeowner's insurance can protect you. But this is what Home Title Lock tries to do. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title so that the moment they detect any nefarious tamping, they will mobilize to shut it down. Get more information, register your address, see if you're already a victim and weren't even aware. When you go to HomeTitleLock.com, once more, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Any final thoughts on today's show or the conversation we just had with Daniel? The depth of the corruption, and it's not, corruption doesn't really do it justice here. There are many reasons, there are many levels why I have said that the American medical establishment has more in common with the mask-wearing witch doctor in the Amazon or somewhere in Africa than it does with actual medicine. Okay, because, yeah, there are a lot of really hippy-dippy, uh, eye of newt, wing of bat type of, uh, uh, of protocols that we hear from the health establishment. Stay six feet away, only follow the directional markers in the, in the grocery store, those types of things. But the intrinsic, intrinsic evil that we are witnessing, this goes so much deeper than I think a lot of us, maybe excluding Todd, uh, a lot of us would have ever guessed because these are doctors. We've been told our entire lives they're on the up and up. They're there to help you. Okay. They have every incentive to help you. Maybe it's, maybe it's a recent change like when the, within the last 10 or 15 years. But those things that we've been told are either just not true or they have changed very, very rapidly. Hmm. The vaccine injury phase of this pandemic, which is what Daniel just said, that could be one of the most potent things ever said in the history of this country in terms of the potential for real change. Just wait two weeks. All right, that'll do it for today's show. We've got some bonus buy, sell, or hold coming your way if you're a Blaze TV subscriber. For the rest of you, we are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Hall of Famer Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then... John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.